We get some virtue signaling from kind of an odd source. Uh, the sweet baby game cult, le cult leader lights up the trans argument. And the worst song since I Love You, You Love Me by Barney has broken a new record. I'll let you guess what the song is. Well, why don't you just get a little listen to it? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Yes, there it is. The number one song on YouTube with impossible to believe that this song is now what everyone is listening to. According to the India Press, in a first, a YouTube video breached 10 million views marks. 10 billion, excuse me, views mark. And no points for guessing, it's none other than Baby Shark. Yes, the catchy song that's even made it an entry on Billboard's coveted Hot 100 chart managed to create another rare milestone on Thursday, January 13th, making it the most viewed video in the platform's history. That's right. One of the most annoying songs in American history has become one of the most viewed songs in American history. Apparently, now, now that's 10 billion views. B with a... There are 8 billion people on the planet Earth. This means a lot of people are listening to this song more than once. It just blew past Louis, and Fonz, Louis Fonzi and Daddy Yankee's Despacito which only had 7.7 .7 billion views. Oh my God. What is going on in our society when that song becomes... And I know kids are, are hooked on that song. I went last week... We all, By the way, we all tested negative for COVID, so the COVID thing's over. It's definitely over for me. Now I've, I'm vaxxed and I have natural immunity, so yay. And my dad ended up with COVID, by the way. And guess what happened? He might have 78 years old. Yeah, nothing. He was sicker. He was less sick than I was. Well, so much for that vaccine. He never took it. Anyway, I, 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 I just... So we went to Big Bear. Where was I going with this? And whenever Josie's grandson starts whining and crying, all I do is sing that song. I kid you not, the kid starts smiling. I mean, s smiles through his tears. Ugh. My gosh, our society. These kids, they're in so much trouble. Now we're going to have a bunch of kids eaten by sharks because they're going to see a shark and they're going to think, oh, it's baby shark. And they're going to go swimming towards the freaking thing. My God, we're going to have to, we're going to have to release Jaws as required movie viewing for kindergartners to fifth grade so that we can verify that our kids aren't swimming towards sharks from now on. Yeah, no, sharks suck. Let's call let's call it what it is. Sharks suck. I know they're really old. They've been around forever, but you don't want kids. You do this is not a good thing that we're doing for our children. 
This is ignoring the realities. This is the problem with our society. We ignore the realities. Sharks suck. They eat people. And they don't care. They just like to eat people. That's what they do. And our kids, now, the baby sharks, they're cute. And baby sharks have mama sharks. When a mama shark has gives birth to the baby shark, do you know what the mama shark does? Swims away. She's done with them. That's it. And father sharks, there is no monogamy with sharks. Those sharks just go away. They have nothing to do with it. You don't see, like, dolphins are kind of cute. They're assholes, too. But dolphins will at least hang around with the baby. The mama and the daddy will kind of hang around with the baby because dolphins are typically monogamous. Sharks don't do that. She drops the eggs and takes off. That's it. Dad, you got to be kidding me. There's no education for that kid. Okay, I went off on a rant. Anyway, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Like I said, we are all out of the COVID mess. My father, who had a birthday this weekend, he caught COVID, and a day later, he was fine. Didn't take anything. Didn't go to the doctor. Doctor said, yeah, you got it. And stepmom also had COVID, but she, again, uh, got through it. They're all doing good, so... Great. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I think we're going to, we're doing pretty good as far as the COVID goes. So we got a lot, to, I got a couple things I want to talk about today. Uh, let's first go with some of the news because there's a lot of news happening right now. Uh, so we're not going to cover a lot of this news in great detail uh, because mostly we need to take a look at some information that is coming out today. Uh, it's Monday and this is when the information comes out and as we speak, I'm getting information about this, so we'll talk more about it tomorrow because I'm sure I, I have some opinions about it. So um, as of right now, the Dow Jones is absolutely tanking. Uh, it I think it ended up being about 400 points down, but at one point it was 1,200 points down. Now, this is after the NASDAQ has lost something like 2%, and the Dow Jones has crashed out the Dow Jones has crashed out let's say um all every day this month it has not gone up this month now there are a few things that could do that could cause this as a matter of fact the first thing is what they're saying is actually happening in the Nasdaq is a correction now what a correction is is um everything has value the Dow Jones has a certain value services have a certain value um, what happens is sometimes that value is overrated. And so the, the Dow Jones and the NASDAQ, they go straight up into the air because people keep investing. Well, the problem is the NASDAQ or the Dow Jones may have gone above what they're supposed to. And so what ends up happening, people start selling off because they don't think it's going to get any higher. And then you have a correction where the prices, it's a, it's a, basically a built-in regulator within the system. So a lot of people say that the NASDAQ, that was really heavily inflated and it just went, it's back down to normal. That's one reason. Uh, issues between Ukraine and Russia are heating up. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a few seconds. And when I say heating up, it looks like they're going to go to war. China is threatening Taiwan again. They sent a sortie of airplanes over Taiwan. I think it was like 50 aircraft, fighter and support aircraft. Uh, the United, the uh, Taiwanese were so worried about that they actually launched some. They also scrambled some of their own fighter jets. 
Now that's a big deal because a lot of the processor computer technology that the United States depends on comes from Taiwan. So that could be affecting the market a little bit. And finally, Biden seems to have just thrown up his arms and says, hey, I, I don't know how to deal with this inflation thing. Let the Fed deal with it, the Federal Reserve. And now the Federal Reserve is saying, yeah, we're probably going to raise interest rates. That's going to cause job loss. And that's going to really hurt. It's going to hurt biz, smaller businesses. And you're going to see a lot of jobs. You're going to see a lot of uh, the effects on the NASDAQ and the Dow. Uh, in another story, Russia could invade Ukraine at any moment. Right now, Ukraine has about 35,000 uh, rebels that are trying to stop Russia. Russia has about 145,000 tro 125,000 troops waiting. Um, Biden basically last week gave Putin permission to attack. If it's a if it's a minor incursion, the United States is not going to do anything about it. By the way, that was a screw-up from a brain-dead president, so we shouldn't take it all that seriously. He's, he's going to do something about it. And he is. He's sending uh, lethal weapons to the Ukraine right now so they can fight. And um, the president has not, Biden has not ruled out sending, uh, ruled out sending troops to the Ukraine. Right now, he has scrambled. He has set about eight point five thousand troops on high alert. All this was within the last hour, so this is all happening. So there are also about forty thousand NATO troops that have been put on alert, but the problem is a lot of NATO doesn't really want to fight China. So doesn't want to fight the Soviet Union or the Russia. They don't want to fight Russia. So there's there's real mixed emotions. Germany is one. They are looking at right now in Russia. Russia is looking to replace the gov current government that is in Ukraine. And Ukraine, if they think they're not going to get any help from anyone, they may buy into it. We'll have to see. We don't know yet. Um, China is of course is being emboldened by Russia and now they're beginning to really threaten really threaten Taiwan this could be the same thing in Taiwan it's very possible that Taiwan eventually will just say you know what we're going to make friends with China because we can't depend on the United States the United States is not going to help us because of the weak need Joe Biden and that will affect the United States I just don't understand. China is in a real economic problem. They're, they've got real problems over there. And why we don't just concentrate on those problems and attack them on those problems, I don't know. But, I mean, that's what Trump was doing. And Trump basically put them in a recession. So, hey. Finally, in the last bit of news, I thought this was funny. Um, the TSA has announced that they will be using the arrest warrants that illegal aliens get when crossing the border illegally, as identification to board planes. So, meanwhile, you and I, we need ID, we need to be off of any federal, we need basically to wear masks. Don't forget, illegal aliens don't even have to get shots. They're talking about making it that we have to get COVID shots, boosters, and fun stuff like that, in order to board planes. They're talking about that now. Yet, illegal aliens, they don't even have to have ID. All they have to do is, hey, I've got an arrest warrant. Can I use that as ID? Yes, you can, sir. 
and you can now board a plane. This country is going to a hell, just hell in a handbasket. Okay, this is a great story. I love this story. It happened last week, and I really wanted to to bring it up, but I just didn't do, I wasn't feeling well enough to, to actually sit back and do this podcast. In an attempt to become woke, Mars Wrigley, Inc., the makers of M&M's, have decided to make their mascots, which are those little colored M&M's that run around. They're cartoons, right? More inclusive. This is great. This is from the Daily Beast. I actually read this on several outlets, but the Daily Daily Beast had probably the funniest position. What qualities are the most important? This is what they said on the Daily Beast. What qualities are the most important for modern progressive women to possess? On Thursday, Mars provided its customers with an exciting new answer. Her shoes, of course. Alongside an announcement of its global commitment to creating a world where everyone feels they belong, the candy company behind M&M's rolled out a a redesign of their beloved mascots, preparing their lentils for a more dynamic, progressive world. The characters are now being spotlighted for their personalities rather than their gender. Apparently, that translates to gifting each with a fresh set of new kicks. Green is... That's tennis shoes, if you don't speak the language. Um, Green is swapping her white heeled go-go boots for a cool, laid-back pair of sneakers, according to Mars, while Brown, the Brown M&M, formerly Miss Brown, will sport kitten heels instead of stilettos. The two female members of the cast, Green and Brown, will also be trading in their traditionally competitive relationships to start throwing sunshine and not shade. That's a quote. That's from the, the CEO... Oh, well, we'll get to where she is. I don't even know. Uh, throwing sunshine and not shade, Mars said. So some of the changes that they're looking to do. The green M&M will be given tennis shoes instead of the retroactive go-go boots that it was currently wearing. Or should I say she? Or should we say hey, or he, or they, or she? We don't know what their, their pronouns are. I'm sure that's going to come. Uh, the brown M&M, which was a bossier character it's also a female m&m will sport shorter heels to make her look less objectified i guess and instead of being bossy she will be the boss i'm not kidding you that's what these guys did this is what mars thought was important and by the way the miss title ms or miss whatever they're calling they're going to change that i don't know what it's going to be i didn't i didn't hear the press conference they had a press conference by the way They did have a press conference. On Zoom, of course. You don't want to spread COVID. The red M&M, who has been kind of a bully, and a lot of people didn't like him, will be much kinder to the other M&Ms now. The orange M&M, who has been neurotic, so neurotic, as a matter of fact, nervous, that he's never even tied his shoes, he will come to grip with his mental disorders and will have his shoes tied from now on. Katrin Slight... Uh, Mars Wrigley's chief growth officer. Who is going to pay somebody $250,000 a year for the title of chief growth officer? And tell me a, tell me something. Would you wonder what her job description is? Wow. Talk about a woman who is trying to come up with, with 
a reason to keep her job. She said this, quote, M&M's has long been committed to creating colorful fun for all, and this purpose serves as a more concrete commitment what we've always believed as a brand, that everyone has a right to enjoy moments of happiness. And fun is the most powerful way to help people feel that they belong. Okay, world's problem solved. Done. Even the mainstream media is chuckling about this. I mean, this is an obvious attempt at a virtue signal. I mean, this this serves no purpose. There's no purpose for this whatsoever. The Washington Report uh, Post released not one, but two opinion articles about it. One opinion article was a little more serious and said, uh, this really just makes the company look really like they're trying too hard to be woke, and this accomplishes nothing. And the article, the other article was about a thousand words that asked, uh, can we still eat them? Because if they're now human-like and inclusive, I mean, then maybe eating them is a bad thing. I kid you not, that gal started the article with, can we still eat them? And she ended the article with, can we still eat them? I, it was a funny article. Here's the thing. These these woke companies, they just don't get it. They're solving nothing with these little, and I mean very little, contributions to society. They're just targeting what they think is a niche market that's going to make them, here it is, more money. They don't really care about all this crap they're believing. They just want more money. It's not about changing the world. They just want more money. The cartoon green M&M's wearing tennis shoes instead of go-go boots is not going to solve anything, but it might make them more money. The problem is, it's stupid, and people are seeing this, and guess what they're saying? Guess what a lot of people are saying? It's stupid. Even the woke members of the world are saying, this is stupid. The Washington Post said it was stupid. CNN said it was stupid. Even MSNBC sat back and said, this is kind of stupid. Now, let's not just piss on Mars Wrigley. All the woke companies seem to be doing it. Coke is telling us to be less white. They're printing this on their cans. Gillette, which sells men's razors, told... Actually, had a commercial saying that men shouldn't practice toxic masculinity. They were telling men they were bad people. Just last week, Audi released some woke crap about their cars on social media, and everyone looked at it. What does an Audi have to do with these with this crap? These guys are not accomplishing anything except trying to corner a niche. And the only reason they're trying to corner that niche is money. Now, here's the thing. People like me, I'm not going to boycott. I'm not going to scream. I'm just going to stop buying their shit. I mean, let's face it. M&M's, not exactly the healthiest thing. I could see this if this was like an aspirin company. It's not. They sell candy. And candy, that's pretty bad for you. So... I'm not buying it. I typically don't buy M&M's anyway, so I'm sure my self-imposed mini boycott really doesn't mean anything, but whatever. I just won't buy them again. Now I've got a good reason to stay healthy. All right, this is something that happened last week, and I, I, I really wanted to do this anyway. 
See, last week I missed the Dr. Phil show, and that shouldn't be too much of a surprise for anyone who knows me because I really don't watch any daytime television. I barely watch news during the day. But this show was different. One of my favorite talk show hosts, the cult leader of the baby, a sweet baby gang, Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire, was on to debate transgender issues with a couple of transgender folks. Now, I missed it because I was wasting brain cells watching the Biden press conference last Wednesday, and I just flat out forgot about it because, how shall I put it, I don't watch Dr. Phil, but this was really worth listening to. At first, you what came out was a trans couple. They, I guess they were a couple. One was a trans man and the other was a trans woman. They discussed their lives. Um, they had jobs as trans acceptance consultants for companies. Um, and they discussed their philosophy on the trans lifestyle. I do want to point out that since one is a biological woman and the other is a biological man and they're both together, um, they're actually a heterosexual couple. I know, isn't that weird? So I'm a trans woman, she's a trans man, and we are in a loving relationship. That basically makes us a heterosexual couple. Anyway, it was really weird. He had long, flowing hair, looked like a woman and a big beard, and the, uh, the gal had a beard and short hair. It was just, it was weird. So let's listen to some of these clips. And some of these clips are a little long, but they're, they're worth it. They're worth it. Um, here's Matt Walsh blowing out. I got to tell you, the entire trans argument. He killed this trans argument with just this question. And they tried to turn it around on him, but the problem is he had an answer. He did answer it. And you'll notice that this guy or gal, whatever it is, I'm not even sure, decide this guy decided to try and beat him up with his own question and he and Matt Walsh not having any of it. So it's about a two minute clip, but it's really worth it. Listen. That's a question I would like to throw out to you know other members of the panel. Actually, because just like the four year old can't answer what is a girl. Well, this is one of the problems with this left wing gender ideology is that no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words mean. It's like, what is a woman? Well, can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't. Because but, it's not for me to say. I, womanhood looks different for everybody. What do, you, what do you define a woman as? An adult human female. And what does a female mean? Uh, well, well, that's how do you, how do you define a someone with, with female reproductive organs. Okay. Someone who's, you know, here's the thing. When you're, when you're female, it goes right down to your bones, your DNA. So that's why if someone dies, okay. we could dig up their bones a hundred years from now. We have no idea what they believed in their head, but we can tell what sex they were because it's in, it's down in, it's, it's ingrained in every fiber of their being. Interesting. So I'm trying to understand your definition is that a woman is someone who is female. You said, right? Correct. Gotcha. There's okay. a biological female. So what happens if we have maybe someone who is female identifies as a woman, right? You know, cisgender woman, right? As you explained, as you just explained, but maybe doesn't have the ability to reproduce. Maybe it doesn't have those organs that you're talking about what, that are reproductive what, organs. I have answered the question. 
You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not but myself. you used the word. So what did you mean when you said trans women are women if you don't know what it means? Right. So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people that who... That describes what? People who identify as a woman. I identify as what? As a woman. What is that? Was to each their own. Each woman, each man, each person is going to have a different relation with their own gender identity and define it differently. And so trans women are women too. Okay. And you want to reduce women, you want to reduce men down to maybe just their genetics, our genitals, no. our chromosomes, right? That's what you're what saying. You want to do is that's what what, you, what you want to do is appropriate women. You want to appropriate womanhood okay. and turn it into basically a costume that could be worn. Now, this this question, I, I have a real problem with um, I have a real problem with how Matt Walsh does answer this. Because Matt Walsh has a tendency of not really answering the questions, and he didn't. And I think he could have easily, easily have turned this whole thing around, destroyed everything. I also love the I also love the train seals in the audience clapping for this guy because for not answering the question. He didn't he never answered the question. Or she never I don't know what this guy physically is anyway, because I didn't watch the show. But here, here's the whole thing. This is what Matt Walsh is bringing up with this question. And I wish he would be able to make it more clear. They're trying to convince everybody that civilization needs to believe trans, being trans, is not only normal, which I think we can all agree, it has become the norm in our society, but it's natural. Here's the problem with normality versus nature. Okay? Normality is subjective. It changes depending on what the opinion is out in the real world. Nature is absolute. It cannot be changed. No matter what people think, and this is one of the things that that Walsh hits very well. Hey, I can dig your bones up 100 years from now and I can see, I don't know what you thought you were, but I can see you're a woman. Or you're a man, because that is nature. It is in your body. These two folks can't answer him when it comes to the nature argument. And that's what I would tell them. Listen, trans has become normalized. It's still not natural. You are not any more a woman because you're taking hormones or cutting off your penis then you would be staying the way you are. You are always going to be a man because nature says you are a man. And no, it's not a signed crap. I, I remember Dr. Phil did say something in another video. He he had mentioned, well, you were born with this and then he, he changed it and said, well, you assigned whatever you happen to be. Womanhood is not a subjective thing, but the trans community wants to make it a subjective thing. And we don't need to prove that it is a subjective thing. As much as people, trans people sit there and say, well, it's in the science. No, it's not. There's no science that says that a man who transitions into a woman is a real woman. We got enough science that says that didn't happen. 
We've got DNA. Trans men are getting pregnant. By the way, that doesn't prove men can get pregnant. That just proves that that person who transitioned it from a woman to a man is still a woman. That's what it proves. And I hate the, the whole, well, what if she can't have children argument. And I didn't think Walsh handled that well. I think he should have answered it. And looking at the tape, it does look like it was cut. So he may have answered it. But the answer is quite simple. Just because you can't have children doesn't mean you're biologically not a woman. Just because you can't have children or you're missing certain, you're missing certain uh, organs doesn't mean your DNA doesn't say you're a woman. Here's the thing. They keep talking about those intersexed people. Those are, that's, a, that's a medical condition. And it affects less than 1% of all births. So this is not a great argument for the trans argument. I wish we could have heard that. But this is the big problem with the trans community. Everything is based on subjective opinion and feelings. And when someone like me, who is constantly, who would be called a transphobe, I'm saying, well, no, you, you can't do that. Because I believe in nature. I believe I will never be a woman. I cannot be a woman. I can never change myself to be a woman. And neither can you. And I have science on my side. I can take a little bit of blood out of you. And I can put it on a plate. And you will you will end up what the sex you were, quote, assigned, end quote, at birth. Actually, the sex you were born with. Okay, here's another great uh, clip. This is one uh, that deals with the idiocy of pronouns, and Walsh tears this up completely. There should be no construct of gender, just sex. You're either male or female, right? and someone feeling in a mental, emotional way that they don't identify with the sex that they have been biologically created as and assigned at birth based on their genitalia if they don't feel that way that there's no construct that describes that experiences that well that's got nothing to do with the reality so you can feel however you want i mean i could sit here and say that i feel like a tomato plant but that doesn't mean that I'm actually in those things so your your self-perception you can have whatever self-perception you want but you can't expect me to take part in that self-perception or to take part in this kind of charade, this theatrical production, you don't get your own pronouns, just like you don't get your own prepositions or your own, your own adjectives. You know, it's like if I were to tell you, my adjectives are handsome and brilliant. And no matter, whenever you're talking about me, you have to describe me as handsome and brilliant because that's how I identify. It makes no sense. You don't get your own pronouns. These are, that's, that's, that's grammar, that's language. So you think it's a delusion? Someone is self-delusional. Yeah, I think it's it's delusion. It could be a mental illness. It could be a, it's, it's a lot of different things. With, with children, wow. you know, there, there's also just a basic confusion that all kids have. Like that's why when you hear when you, when you hear someone, a parent say, "Oh, my four-year-old uh, son came came to me and said that uh, I'm a girl now, and so that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna raise him as a girl." No, you're, you're a four-year-old. I have four kids. When a four-year-old boy comes to you and says, "Oh, I'm a girl," here's a good follow-up question: What is a girl? Ask him what he means by that. What do you mean by girl? And when you, when you ask him that, here's what he'll tell you. He will tell you what he really means is that he, he wants to do some of the things that girls do, like play with a dollhouse or, or, you know, he likes the color pink. That's fine. Play with a dollhouse. But you're still a boy. This is a really important point when it comes to language. 
women are objective beings. And English is one of the most amazing languages out there. And it is also objective and about as perfect as language can be. Let's not forget, English is made up of Germanic, Latin, and the Gaelic languages. It's been around forever. One of the places that I get really upset about is when someone ends their sentences with a preposition. Where are you at? That's not, no, it is a perfect language. A preposition is preparing for something to go next. So, can I come over? Okay, over to what? Over is considered a preposition. Can I come over to your house is is the right sentence. Not can I come over? Because the first question you should ask if you speak English is, over where? People just can't change language based on their feelings. Again, it's all about the left trying to objectify subjectivity. What do I mean by that? Trying to make absolute something that is not absolute. Feelings are not absolute. Feelings change. But they're trying to make it into something that is absolute. And I do want to point out um, Matt Walsh's story about his son saying he's a little girl. And he said, well, why are you, what is a girl? And he says, well, I want to play with the playhouse. And he says, okay, you can play with the playhouse, but you're, you're a little boy. That's considered conversion therapy in Canada. And he could serve between two and six years in Canada. See how crazy that Canadian law is? Well, anyway, let's continue on. And you knew this was going to have to happen. A college professor comes on. And, of course, this college professor is about, is a gender studies professor, whatever that is. In other words, she couldn't get a job anywhere else. Uh, she asks Matt a question, and he answers it before she gets a chance to move on. Listen to this question. There's biological sex, and then there is gender identity. Part of me wants to ask why you care so much, uh, because it's really not that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. Can I answer that? Um, I, I, I love to, I'd love to answer that question. I, I care about the truth. So, so basic truth matters. I want to live in a society where people okay, care about fine. the truth and we're grounded in truth. Right. Um, I care about children, and this, these insane ideas about too. gender are being, are being foist on kids. Um, and that, that bothers me quite a bit. I care about the women who are having their opportunities stolen from them. I care quite a bit, yeah. Matt Walsh brought up something later in his show the next day. He sat there and said, you know, I should have answered one thing here that I didn't. I care because you want me to care. The difference is you want me to care in support of transgenderism. But when I sit back and I don't, I, I don't believe in what you're doing, the first thing they do is sit there and say, why do you care? What's the big deal? You know, it is a big deal. As a matter of fact, half the time, it, it something that's not a big deal, we let go, we let go, we let go, and then it becomes a big deal. This whole thing started with gay marriage. I think this needs to be stopped now because now these people are beginning to embrace pedophilia. But outside of that, his answer was fantastic. Kids are being told that they can be boy, that boys can be boy, girls and girls can be boys. They are now giving drugs to these people without asking their parents permission. They're teaching him them this crap without asking permission. They're pushing hormone therapy. They're pushing gender surgeries. Of course we're going to fight that. 
It's got to be fought. And I got news to you. This is going to be a bad thing for the left because going to start fighting over a lot of things in the future. We're not just going to let things go. But this is more of the... this. But one of the more disturbing trends that the trans community is how men are encroaching on the women's world. And no one talks about that. They are now. That includes women's sports, restrooms, and locker rooms. In Loudoun County, Virginia, a girl is raped by a boy dressed in the girl's restroom because he was allowed to use the girl's restroom because he felt like a girl at the moment. The school district covered it up, legalized boys going into the girls' restrooms, and the same thing happened in the another school with the same kid. Parents fear for their children's safety and privacy. So yeah, it's important. A man who thinks he's a woman over at Penn, Pennsylvania University joined the women's swim team, has broken all of the women's records. Opportunities for women in sports are disappearing. And the trans community is using Title IX to get what they want. The same Title IX that women use to get sports for their gender. So yeah, I want my daughter to be able to play a sport and not have a man destroy it. The trans community doesn't realize this, but they're implementing toxic masculinity by doing this crap. Well, sharing restrooms also became a topic on this show. Joining the show were a couple of parents that had a daughter that was assaulted in a restroom by a trans girl, which is a boy who thought he was a girl. And it didn't work out. Listen to what they said in this whole thing. And Matt Walsh's response to this. Listen. How do you feel about the gender nature of bathrooms and locker rooms? Yeah, well, I agree with my fellow, my fellow Matt over here. Loudoun County is a famous case that the Daily Wire we helped uncover. Uh, there was a, a gender non-conforming boy in a dress who went into a, went to a girl's restroom and rape, violently raped uh, a, a young girl. After that happened, that's when this, the school district decided, oh, you know what? Now we're going to open up the restrooms and uh, invite the, the boys in with the girls. Now, here's what happens. Because we hear a lot about, well, gender non-conforming people, transgender people, uh, it, it makes them feel bad if, they don't, if, they're not, if they're not given access to the bathrooms they want. Well, okay, I, and so they have their feelings. What about the feelings of the girls who are getting raped? There are many girls and many women who are speaking out and saying, we want privacy in our facilities. We don't want a man in the, in the bathroom with us. And then what we hear Most from, what we hear from this side, what, what, we hear, what we hear from this side. I did not is, say that we want open bathrooms where anyone okay. can go in. What we hear from this side is that, well, their feelings don't matter. We're not going to, who, who cares? You just have to deal with it, right? Because the transgender people, the gender nonconforming people, it's, it's their feelings that take priority. I'm not trying to minimize your concern around it, but I don't know that it's a safety issue. Um, and uh, you usually still have another bathroom that it's you can go to. It's a safety issue. And My daughter would not feel safe or secure if she had to share a bathroom or a gender-neutral locker room with boys. That's what it comes down to. They're absolutely, he's absolutely correct here. The feelings of the trans community is more important than the feelings of anybody else. That's because the trans community is the highest on the victim list. Doesn't matter the tragedies that occur or the feelings of the majority of the people. Just the minority has to feel good. This is the poison of identity politics. 
So the big question's got to be, who won the debate? Matt Walsh is being called a transphobe. Uh, Dr. Phil is getting the crap end of the stick because he invited a transphobe. He's actually the one getting the worst. Couple of uh, comments on Twitter. Here's one. Truly effed Dr. Phil for this. F Dr. Phil for this. Why would you invite a non-binary person into the national television just to be humiliated by an outspoken transphobe? Who is this for? Who does this help? Man, F you. Uh, this is a great response because it basically is the writer admitting that Walsh destroyed those trans people. He tries to lay it on Dr. Phil, but Dr. Phil might actually agree with Matt Walsh. Uh, another quote, uh, Dr. Phil, you're a scumbag for even giving a pl guy a platform to spread his bigotry. Your show needs to end if y'all are so desperate for ratings that you stir the, you'll stew the, stir the pot for drama while knowing it's wrong. Um, here, a couple of problems here. First off, what makes you think Dr. Phil is wrong? Dr. Phil couldn't debate Matt Walsh because seems like Matt Walsh may have been right. As a matter of fact, the three on stage, the true trans people and the gender studies teacher, uh, professor, couldn't debate him either. They got their asses kicked. Finally, another one said, of course, Dr. Phil would invite Matt Walsh onto his show. They're both white males who think they know entirely more than they really do. There's the identity politics again. It's not that Matt Walsh is wrong, and this is why he's wrong. It's that he's a straight white male. In other words, it's like there's no reason in Matt Walsh because he's a straight white male. How about this? Why is Matt Walsh wrong? Say somewhere why Matt Walsh is wrong. And this was all of the comments. Matt Walsh trended for almost 36 hours on Twitter. And nobody gave an argument. They just called him names. It really shows that this is the problem with the left. When they go face to face. This is why they don't want any debate. Because they can't debate their positions. All right. Uh... And a last story, and this is sad. Rock, rock singer uh, Meatloaf died last week. He was 74. Um, he's most famous for the so song, I Will Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That, from his Bat Out of Hell uh, 2 album. Um, a little bit about him. Uh, he was born in 1947 in Dallas, Texas. Uh, when his singing career started, he toured with The Who and The Grateful Dead. So he's been around a while. He also did stage performances. A lot of people didn't know this. I didn't know this. In the early 70s, he started in the musical Hair and eventually got his big stage presence in the stage performance of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. In the late 1970s, he made it big. Uh, he released uh, the albums Bat Out of Hell and Bat Out of Hell 2, both of which went platinum. I like Bat Out of Hell 2, but Bat Out of Hell, his first album, actually was the bigger album. And he also did movies. Uh, I saw two of them. Wayne's World, he did that. He did Formula 51, never saw it. And Fight Club, which I thought he was excellent in. I liked Fight Club. 
He was a very talented singer, actor, stage performer, and from my understanding, he was just a great man. So what we're going to do is, I usually play one of his songs, but there was a there was a song he played for there was he did the Star Spangled Banner for one of the All Star Games. It looks like it was in the eighties, and. It was a beautiful rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. So we're going to end the podcast with that. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com if you want to look at my show notes and you look at some of the videos and listen to some of the audio. Uh, I hope uh, you should go listen to you should go look at the videos because those trans people really funny looking. I don't know how people think this is normal, but whatever. So let's listen to to Meatloaf, and may he rest in peace. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. And now, to honor America, please join Grammy Award-winning MCA recording artist Meatloaf as he sings the Star-Spangled Banner.